Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the 19096 Podcast. I am John. He is Rick. Say hi, Rick. Hi, Rick. We are two Eagles fans, and this is a narrow niche podcast about our Philadelphia Eagles. And when I say narrow niche, I mean it. This is just straight Eagles. And that's what we love about calling. It makes podcasting so easy. Two clowns like us can figure it out and reach out to our fellow Eagles with just a few clicks. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. What we're not is a betting show. We aren't X's and O's. No mock anything. No power rankings. No predictions. The Eagles fans talking Eagles. So, Rick, I wanted to insert something tonight. Uh, we... What a lot of people might not know, John Madden was actually originally a Philadelphia Eagle in the 1958 NFL Draft. Yes, he was. He was. You are correct. I was going to mention that if you did not. Oh. He was uh, taken in round to get this 21. (laughs) So he was a pretty high draft pick is what you're saying. Sure, yeah. Round round 21. I didn't know they went that high back then. Well, there were... Well, yeah, that, yeah. I'd have to look into that and see why that is. But yeah, uh, and unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, yeah, you know, he, he 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 blew out a knee, and back then, I guess blowing out a knee was just kind of the you know your career's over. So fate had a different uh, you know path for him. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, went on into coaching and then broadcasting, and I. Uh, I, my brush with John Madden involved, he lived in the same town that we did when yep. I was in high school, college, um, and I had a job at delivering flowers, and one day I delivered flowers to John Madden. And what was he like? What, what, what happened? Give us the play-by-play. That's what it he was would do. A, yeah, give us the little... color commentary. <laughs> It was a little weird because, you know, he's this manly guy, you know, wow, you know, get this and boom. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and here I am taking flowers up to his uh, <laughs> front door. It was a little, uh, yes, I think it was actually for Mrs. Madden, but he uh, opened the door. And I was like kind of starstruck. I didn't think that he would open the door. Um, but yeah, you know, nice guy, you know. Didn't, didn't talk to him or anything. Near him. Lived near him. And I yes. remember driving by his house all the time and just seeing if I could catch a glimpse of him just walking around. And I never did. Never did catch a glimpse. So, so basically what you're saying is you were stalking him. Uh, in a roundabout kind of way. I definitely, like, bended my neck a little more than usual trying to see if he was uh, moseying around his house uh, out front. Did you? I never saw the Madden Cruiser around our uh, town we lived in. Did you ever I see never saw, like the yeah, Madden bus? No, I never saw it around there. Yeah. Um, but um, no, I mean he was an amazing broadcaster. There's no doubt about that. I think ultimately he was just kind of an amazing communicator. Yes, he uh, he actually reminds uh, reminds me a lot of our uh, grandfather on our mother's side. Yeah. Yep. So. Both from, like, looks and just general disposition. Yes, exactly. And our grandfather's a big fan of John Madden, the broadcaster. Yeah. So. That's interesting. Our grandfather look, kind of looked like John Madden, and our dad kind of looks like Joe Biden. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a little weird. And when our dad was young, he looked kind of like Brett Bear, which yeah. is why I think our mom... Likes watching Brett Bear every night. Oh God, that's that actually kind of grosses me out a little. 
But uh, oh. but the one thing I appreciate, like, going... Because I just listened to a couple of his, like, clips online just for fun today. And the one thing I appreciate is, like, you know what? He didn't strive for polish in his announcing. You know, he just strived to tell good stories. And I think that's kind of, like, the big difference these days. All those guys out there and they're stri- you know, they're trying to be perfect, right? And it just it just comes off as boring. It, it loses some amount of personality. And I think that's why I like guys like Chris Sims. Chris Sims is one of those guys that just talks normally, like like us. He talks like you and me. He screws up every now and again, uh, and he doesn't try to out-talk the room, which you know I appreciate, and that's why I enjoy listening to him. Uh, yeah, he was definitely a... Uh, Madden was definitely, you know, just him talking. He was just a character, and yeah. I think a lot of people appreciated that. Yeah, and he it, didn't. You know what they do these days is, is like a lot of announcers, like I'll say Chase, right? I mean, and he just he just kind of he was natural. You were sounding like Mr. Roboto. Oh, did I? Oh. Uh, side note: We are in uh, just crossed into Illinois. No, I was just saying he announcers kind of chased the soundbite, and he didn't. He just kind of he just told stories, and it just kind of came out naturally, which was that's what made him great. Right. Up. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. No, you're still there. Okay. Um. All right. Let's move on. Promo. Promo. Oh yes, we are on every night. Uh, or not every night, every Wednesday, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. If we were on every night, oh, my God. I don't know what I would do. Uh, yes. EP would kill me, that's for sure. And, John, uh, what, time every, a, 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 what time is that in Nashville, John? See, that's a trick question tonight because I am in the same time zone as Nashville right now, and we will be on every Wednesday at 7.30. So thank you, Colin App and the developers, for adjusting the time within the app to my time zone. So thank you very much. Oh wow! How about that? Technology at its latest. Yep, yep. So um, our Eagles are now above five hundred, thanks to the New York Football Giants. Yes, uh, they are five hundred against the Giants and five hundred in the league. So yes, uh, Eagles uh, Giants game review. Uh, that first half was pretty brutal. Um, you know. Three to three after one half of play, a lot of drops, fumbles, miscues. I mean, it was ugly. It yeah. Was ugly. No, it, it was a, uh, it was a, an awful listen and later an awful watch. Um, in fact, thank God I watched it uh, through the NFL app because I could just jump forward through the awful plays. Yeah, they, uh, the Eagles definitely took advantage of it, uh, them in the second half. Um, you know, the Giants are just a mess. You know, um, yeah. I I have I, I have this app on my phone called the Citizen app, and it tells you, you know, uh, you know, three point five miles away, a man was reported with a gun, and you know, there's a fire two point seven miles away. Well, I was driving on ninety five up in East Rutherford, and it said half mile to the west. Serious dumpster fire. I mean, that team Ugh. is terrible. Yeah, and they're bringing back uh, much to Evan the Giants fans' dismay, uh, the head coach, and it looks like the Daniel Jones stupid. John, are you into that zone? I'm sorry. Hear me now? 
Do you hear me now? Do you hear me now? now? I can, yes. Now I can hear you. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, start, I'm, I'm saying I, I think I'm crossing over to, to that point where I actually feel sorry for Giants fans. Uh. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Uh, yeah. like uh, uh, we got. We got. Uh, yeah, John, you, John, you're cutting in and out. So I think what John was trying to say is, it's just a hard watch. You know, watching the ego, watching the Giants play, it's you know. Even if you're not a fan of their team, it's just uh, a struggle to watch uh, because pass is not even close, uh, running plays that go nowhere, um, and just basically ineptitude. My back. And in my back. Yes. Now I I heard the whole word back. So. There, now I can hear you. John. Can you hear me now? I'm going to try... Keep keep, keep talking. Yes. I'm going to try something else. I I'm going to cha- change my connection type. I can... Yeah, I can hear you now. Loud and clear. So I think what John was saying was uh, the Eagles got the W. Uh, the Eagles are getting better. John, are you there? Rick, do you hear me now? Yes, I hear you now. Okay. I switched over to uh, our MiFi, so I think that uh, I'll have a cleaner connection rather than just regular over the air. Yes, you definitely sound better. Much better. Okay. Excellent. Okay. All right. We're, we're back at it. Yes. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, Giants, Giants bad, Eagles good. Uh <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, I still stand by my comments that uh, uh, Saquon Barkley is just, I think, again, I, I think I'm starting to feel bad for him, too. I feel like he's underutilized, and his days are just wasting away. I mean. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Um, I, yeah, J- Jake Fromm, before he was replaced, he was 6 for 17 for 25 yards. Um, that's an average of one and a half yards. Yeah. Uh, with one interception. So, yeah, kind of a uh, bad quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, and they don't even have, I mean, it's not like, you know, the team that's coming up, uh, you know, for the Eagles, the the, the team. Um, the Giants don't can't really, like, blame COVID for not having the right guys. They just, you know, between just not having a, a, a good pool of talent losing some key players to injury. I mean, they're just not a good team. Uh, no, they're... Uh, they are just adrift. Um, yeah. You know, they don't have... You know, they have a quarterback that's out, but I don't, you know, I don't really know if he's the savior. Um, you know, a lot of guys are injured. Uh, it's just they're playing out the string, and, you know, there's nothing... As a Giants fan, I do kind of feel bad for them. There's nothing to hang your hat on for next yeah. season. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, the one thing I'm curious about too is like, 
if they do pursue a quarterback in the offseason and Daniel Jones just kind of sinks into a backup role. I mean, they they need help there big time. Right. Well, they do have uh, two, like, top ten picks. Yeah. I think they've got somebody else's and then obviously theirs at 4-11. You're going to have a pretty good pick. Yeah. I mean, they're at that point where it's like whatever the highest pick is, I'd trade that dude down right now. Well, not right now. Not, not like right this moment. But trade down and get more picks because you just need bodies at this point for them. Yeah, yeah. And if you're just uh, joining now or listening now, you're not. Uh, you're, 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 you're. We're still an Eagles podcast. We just went way too deep into uh, 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 talking about the New York Football Giants. So. Yes. Uh, yeah. I saw an interesting stat here. Uh, getting back to the Eagles. Um, the statistics said that the Eagles have more yards uh, before contact than four other teams have in total rushing yards. Let me. Uh, so basically, translated means like the running backs are barely getting touched at the line of scrimmage. It's basically saying the O line is just dominating. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the Eagles have rushed for 1,569 yards before contact this season. Um, and that's more than Indianapolis, more on the ground than... Uh, no, that can't be right. Uh, it says um, averaging more on the ground than Indy, Cleveland, Tennessee, and Baltimore, who are the other teams in the top five. Okay. But... They are averaging more than four other teams uh, in total yards rushing. So, kind of a convoluted statistic, but it's basically saying um, uh, the O lines created more yardage than all those other teams. Yeah, so. I mean, I believe it. You see some of those uh, Miles Sanders, you know, twenty-five yard runs, and he basically is untouched until he's like pushed out of bounds. You know. 24 yards down the field. Right. Right. And, you know, uh, Sanders being hurt, you know, he's got a freshman hand, he's going to be out. You know, he's good, but, you know, there's definitely some times where he's just, like, dancing around in yeah. uh, the backfield. So. Yeah, he definitely gets dinged for that from all the, uh, from us as fans and commentators. And um, just sometimes, you know, unlike Jordan Howard, who just hits the hole hard quickly every time. Right. Uh, yeah. Or Boston Scott, who Boston Scott now has eight touchdowns against the Giants and four against every other team. <laughs> yeah, it, he, he is, is a the, giant, giant he is, killer. He is the giant killer, which is ironic because he is a very, very diminutive individual. Yeah. If you get that diminutive Giants. Yes, I see what you're saying. I'm clapping. Can you hear me clap? Yes, 34 to 10. Uh, good win for the Eagles. It was actually, you know, more of a blowout in the second half than the score uh, to picks, but uh, yeah. we'll take it. Typically in the past, uh, in previous episodes, we've talked about the announcers. Not worth getting into. The announcers were, once again, pretty, uh, pretty standard. You know, nothing. Again, I, I've harped on this before, and I'll just kind of mention again. I just. I'm, I'm hoping that someone comes along and opens their eyes and says, hey, we got to find new ways of calling games because it's just the same shit over and over and over again, and it's boring as boring can be. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, it's Jonathan Vilma and I think Kenny Albert. 
and yet yeah, they're just. It's cookie cutter announcers. It's, it's and, just brutal. Yeah, and Jonathan Vilma. You know, I was actually glad last week uh, when none of the announcers brought up the whole Santa Claus snowball thing. But of course, yeah. Vilma had to bring it up in the first quarter. Yeah, so. it's like, yeah, like why? I mean, that's just such like a like low hanging like gimme fodder. It's like you're right. not really. Yeah, I'm not even gonna bother. I mean, it wasn't even snowing, and it was after Christmas. Yeah, so Santa Claus had clearly gone back to the North Pole and started getting ready for next year. (laughs) So, he wasn't at the game. He doesn't go to the Caribbean for a week afterwards? No. 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 I think he goes straight back to the North Pole. Maybe he goes to Utah. You know, Evan right now, Evan the Giants fan, snowed in at Utah right now. That's why he's not part of the show today. Yes. Maybe he's with Evan the Giants fan, and they, they're snowed in and, uh, you know, roasting some marshmallows together right now with no internet service. Or possibly uh, somebody shot off a rocket and hit that. Oh, jeez. If you uh, got that. Yeah, that's uh, that's Dad's uh, funny little... <laughs> Our dad is a terrible... has terrible gift game. Or GIF? GIF? I don't know what it is. Terrible gift game. And he, he sent it around to the entire family this week, and it was just... Uh, let's just say no one responded. Yeah, he's yeah. He sent it to our other brother, and um, our other brother did not get it. So they were having a conversation as to I sent it to you. No, I didn't get it. And frankly, between those two, I didn't know who to believe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and 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 our other brother would have been disappointed because it didn't involve any uh, extreme toilet humor. So he would have been very disappointed. That was John. Uh, that was John who brought up that subject, not, oh, not I. Uh, Anyhow, uh, all right. Uh, uh, so who gets credit for the win, John? Who gets credit for the win? Well, I'll give you the first one. Twenty-five percent goes to Rodney McLeod. Oh, yes. Um, I think his interception in the first possession, uh, first possession of the third quarter, uh, really was a bit of a turnaround. Um, Full confession, I uh, am kind of stealing this one from Ray Didinger as he brought that up uh, in his analysis, and I kind of agree with him that it really kind of was a shot in the arm for the Eagles uh, coming out of the uh, halftime. Um, I'm giving, a a little unorthodox, but I'm giving 20% to uh, Ortega Whiteside. (laughs) And you're laughing because you know why I'm giving it to him. Yes. Because he recovered the fumble uh, of one Kenny Gainwell on the opening kickoff. And Wait. that would have been awful if the Giants would have gotten the ball inside the 30 on the opening kickoff. Right. Um, I'm giving another 20% to Dallas Goddard. Not because of his skill as a, uh, you know, catching passes, but more as a skill of picking up fumbles. He, too, picked up a fumble in the first uh, drive of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, courtesy of one... Uh, who Actually, who fumbled? Now I think about it. It wasn't... Uh, was it Hurts who fumbled the ball? I think uh, it was. Yeah, he fumbled it at one point, but I think they lost uh, that fumble. Uh, Someone fumbled it, and I forget who. Maybe it was... Uh, maybe it was... I forget. Maybe it was one of the running backs. I forget. But he... He recovered a fumble in the opening drive uh, for the Eagles, which would have been, a, again, a real bummer. Um, yeah, Hertz, uh, Hertz recovered. The, uh, it was a Hertz fumble that uh, got it recovered. 
Got it. Okay. Fifteen uh, percent to Lane Johnson. Five uh, percent is because he's a stud. The the other ten percent is he caught his first career touchdown pass, which always kind of I think lights a fire under uh, the team. It gets them excited and uh, gets the fans going too, right? I mean that I think that that's one of those things that's um, you know good on Nick Sirianni for kind of putting installing that play. He did mention in his interview this week that like that play was installed this week because it fit against the Giants. And I'm curious, you know, they didn't go into this with Angelo, but like why against the Giants would that work versus not another team? And I know Ricky probably don't have the answer, but I thought about that. I'm like, I wonder what I get, what, you know, what what's with the Giants that makes this play work? Is it just cuz they suck? <laughs> or is it because of the defense, you know, some kind of defensive configuration they run? Anyway. Well, that's what happens when your head coach is locked in a hotel room all week long uh, in quarantine from COVID. Yeah, uh, and uh, did, did you hear what he had for his Christmas dinner? I did not. Wendy's. <laughs> his assistant brought him Wendy's for his Christmas dinner. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, I know, that's a good call. If you're going to get some, that's, that's, that's a good that's pick good on choice. his part. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. choice. Um, um, let's see, and then... Uh, Last 15%, uh, Devontae Smith, uh, again, always uh, coming up with big catches, touchdown. You know, it looks like, I think courtesy of the 17-game uh, season, he may actually end up crossing into a 1,000-yard season. So, Right, right. Um, but that should add up to 100? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Rick, close your enough. turn. Close yeah, enough. close enough. Yep. For government work. Yep. Um I'm going to go uh, 25% with uh, Lane Johnson for no. the uh, touchdown catch. Uh, 25% for um, Boston Scott for coming in with the injury and scoring a touchdown. Uh, good call. I like that. You yep. like that? Yep. You yep. like that? Yep. Uh, 25% for Mike Lennon. Mike Lennon threw an oh, interception oh, yeah. pass yeah. F- to... Uh, uh, Singleton, right? Yep, Alex, yep. Singleton. Al- Alex Singleton. Who, for those that don't know, is a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> He's one of our father's favorite players. He really oh. gets those guys. <laughs> um, and th- that brings up, not to digress, but if you're a quarterback and you throw a touchdown pass to your own team, and then you throw a touch, and you throw a pick six to the other team, shouldn't that just like net out to zero touchdown passes? I. I uh... Shouldn't a pick I think six count as negative one in touchdown passes since it's thrown to the other team? Uh, I think it should. Um, I don't know if how that's reflected in like a QB rating. That'd be interesting to see how that how the uh, a pick six uh, affects uh, yeah how it affects that equation. Yeah, that's my that's my uh, quirky uh, comment of the week. But I just thought that was interesting. There should be some penalty on the the TD. Yeah. Um, what you call it? Uh, I, think, I think the real penalty is when he walks over to the sideline after that and nobody talks to him. Right. Exactly. And then uh, 25% for Devontae Smith uh, with his touchdown catch that was yep. overruled ruled, and then overruled and then overruled. And then ruled. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my 100%. Nice. So. Um, Should we move on to seven questions? Seven questions, John. Are you ready? I'm ready. Just for just so people know, last week uh, Rick did. Uh, Rick got seven questions from me. Uh, I did give them to him ahead of time, so he had a day to prep. 
Rick is reading these off to me in real time, so I have not heard these ahead of time. So uh, get ready for some fireworks. On the fly, as John is Fire away. down the... Uh, uh, as John is hurriedly yep. down the highway. All right, for, yep. uh, there's a first segment. There's two segments here, right? This is uh, a, a uh, quick oh, 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 okay. give you t- two things, and then you All pick right. out your favorite that you like better. Okay? You ready? Okay. Link? Yep. Yep. Lincoln Financial Field or the Vet? Vet. Silver Linings Playbook or Invincible? Oh. I'm gonna have to go silver. Silver line is playbook. Yeah, Pat, Pats or Genos? Uh, Pats. Run or pass? Run. Jim or Rick? Both. <laughs> Darn! I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, now we'll move on to the longer format uh, okay. questions. All right. Uh, so this is a three-part question. Favorite Eagles player on offense, favorite Eagles player on defense, and then favorite Eagles coach? Uh, offense, um, I, I would, uh, as one who had his poster in my room when I was a kid, I would obviously have to go uh, with Randall Cunningham. Oh, um, yeah, I just, uh, he's the one that kind of really like, you know, got me excited and when I was a kid when he got hurt he went out for the season I think in like the second or third game of the year I was like legitimately bummed um, I was I was really bummed out uh, defense uh, that's a hard one I had a Reggie White poster growing up he, he's definitely up there um, wait, wait a minute you had two posters in your room I wasn't right. allowed any I know Ma, mom didn't crack down on me I had like 15 posters in my room you guys had like two yeah <laughs> I think that's where the things were different between you and me. Is that mom would tell me, no, Rick, you can't have any posters in your room, so I wouldn't do anything. She would tell that to you, and then I think you would just do whatever the hell you wanted him to do. I think there's a degree of truth. I actually took it a, a little further, a, a quick aside. So each year, those Athlon Sports magazines came out, and they had full page pictures of uh, NFL players. I got multiple versions of that magazine, and I created a border at the uh, top of my uh, wall all the way around my room. So it looked like I had, like, wallpaper bordered of NFL players in my room. And it took, like, four, four of those magazines, so, like, 60 of those pictures to do the full, you know, all four walls in my bedroom. So uh, hopefully Mom gave me points for the artistry. Yes, I'm sure Mom appreciated that. I'm sure she sold the artistic quality that you. Um, I you know I'm going to go for favorite defensive player. Crap. Um, that's actually that's a really hard one. Actually, I also liked Eric Allen a lot. Um, uh, Brian Dawkins is you know he's great. He, you know, I, but. Uh, sorry. I, this is uncom. This is uncompelling podcast material. <laughs> hearing me trying to think of who my favorite defensive player is on the Eagles. Um, definitely not Mike Mamula. Um, well, uh, I had that one written down here. I'll cross that one off the list. Okay. All right, yeah, that's what I thought. I'll have to go Reggie. I'll have to go Reggie. I did name one of my chickens after uh, after him. After all, so. Um, I'll go Reggie. And favorite coach? 
Uh, I'd have to go Stoutland. Stoutland's just a stud. The offensive line, current offensive oh. line coach who's been there for, he's been there for what, like almost like eight, ten years now, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it has. Yeah. Teddy uh, Ryan, you know, as much as Buddy was fun, I, he just wasn't a complete head coach. Um, you know, I think with the right coach uh, in the 80s, if, you know, they probably could have, you know, gone a little further in the uh, playoffs. But, you know. Right, right. Okay, moving on to the next question. Uh, when we moved to San Francisco, were you ever tempted to switch your allegiance to the 49ers? No. No. I could no. say with... Uh, no, I could say with total uh, 100% conviction, I was never... Um, in fact, I think, if anything, it strengthened my uh, fandom for the, for the Eagles because being around a bunch of 49ers fans at the basically at the start of the peak of the 49er mania with Joe Montana uh, in the mid to early 80 or early to mid 80s was kind of annoying so you know it was my kind of passive way to be a bit of a contrarian <laughs> contrarian is that how you're you frame yourself <laughs> in your uh, youth on, on, a, uh, on occasion yes and it was it's kind of a <laughs> pathetic move in retrospect but you know what are you going to do um, that, that is interesting because when we pulled into town, uh, the literally uh, the week pre- prior, the 49ers won the Super Bowl. Yeah, the one that was played in, in, in Stan- uh, Stanford, Stanford, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, if you could pick anyone to be the quarterback, the Eagles quarterback of the future, who would it be? Uh, current current players. Yeah, yeah. Any, any. I'd have to go Josh. Yeah, Josh Allen, easy. Josh Allen. Okay. He, I think Josh Allen is the is the player that everyone hoped Carson Wentz would become, and it seems Carson's kind of on his way there and making his way back. But Josh Allen just, he can run. He's got a rifle. He's savvy. He makes great throws. He can make long. I think that dude can do it all. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've got a little. yeah, sorry. We'll have to talk about on Carson once later, but um, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. What one NFL rule? Uh, if you were king, uh, right, yep. king of the NFL, commissioner. Yep. yep. What what one NFL rule would you change? Uh, I would change the fact that the the game could only be played with one ball. Because right now, I don't know how many people know this. There's like the offense has their ball, you know, or sorry, the away team has their ball, their offensive ball. The home team has their offensive ball. There's a kicking ball. There's all these different types of balls that kind of go in and out. I think it's bullshit. I think they should just play with one neutral ball and that's it. If that sucker gets flat through the game, deal with it. That's what I would do. So basically what you're saying is once you score a touchdown, basically take the air out of the ball. Like, spike, sure. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah keep, yeah. keep a razor blade in your sock and just go. Whoosh. And then you go to kick it off and it's like. Yeah. Just like, like kicking yeah. a pillow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's say. Good question, by the way. That's a good question. Do you like that question? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's say hypothetically you had a son. And uh-huh. let's say hypothetically he were to choose to play football and let's say hypothetically your wife would allow him to play football what position 
would he play? Um, I get to choose the position or encourage him in a position? Yes, if you can select the position for him and that's what he would play. Not like, you're going to play this position. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, like, you know, you yep. can be like the invisible hand. Uh, I would uh, I would actually have him play quarterback, and not for the reasons that you'd think. Not for the glory and all that, you know, stuff. But for A, it's the most protected position now. So, so physically, you know, he would be uh, looked after. Uh, the other part of that, I think it's such a frustrating um, position to play that he'd probably just be, like, so sick and tired of it, give up and go, you know, play golf and be a professional golfer until he's 65. All right. That's good. I like that. I like that. Uh, so those are the, I only had I only came up with six questions. So oh my god! I'm gosh. gonna let you off the hook. I'm gonna right, I right. was trying to come up with in depth, make you think questions. So I'm reserving one uh, for next week. Either that okay. or we miss extra point. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. So we are moving on to this week. We are playing the team, the, the Washington team. football team, and I am actually in D.C. Uh, oh. The, you're, so you're reporting live from D.C. I am reporting live from D.C. behind enemy lines. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they play on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Uh, the Washington football team is kind of going opposite of uh, the Eagles. I don't know if you saw them against that team from Dallas uh, yep. this past weekend, but it was ugly. Yeah. Um, you know, once again, this is a team that was kind of decimated by COVID and injuries and uh, such. You know, we just played them, um, and I have to say, you know, Taylor Heineke is not exactly uh, a huge upgrade over Eric Gilbert. Yeah. No, I, I think it's. Um, I think their offense is uh, shockingly mediocre. Um, I think their defense is... Uh, okay, so here's the one part that, like, scares me. Their pass defense is awful. Always has been and, you know, still is. Is Nick going to still try to kind of keep throwing the ball like he did in the first half of this past week? That's the part that scares me about this game. Um, the other part is, you know, the, you know the, like you said, the, the team got pantsed uh, by the Cowboys. I think it was the NBC game this past week, right? Yeah. Correct. So basically on national TV, they got pantsed by the Cowboys, by a division rival. So they're going to come out a little pissed off. Um, so those are the kind of the two things that scare me right now. Um, but yeah, they're not exactly kind of like a... Ter- aside from, from Lauren, the wide receiver, they're not a terribly dynamic team um, on offense. And, you know, Jonathan Allen getting to the Pro Bowl, you know, Big whoop do. He's decent, but I'm not. I think the offensive line nullifies him pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, I, yeah. You know, Taylor Heineke. I mean, we'll kind of talk about this in a minute, but definitely, like you know, you got to think Washington is one of those teams that's you know looking for a quarterback. I, he's not their quarterback of the future. He's he's a you know he's he's kind of the you know, they're dancing with the partner they got right now until they can find a better one. They'll definitely be looking for a new one next year. Right, right. 
Yeah, so the uh, Washington football team has has scored 20 points or less in each of the last five games. And this past week, they allowed, they lost 56-14. to 14. That is just 56-14. to 14. And Jonathan Allen slugged one of his teammates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's never, that. yeah. Yeah, their team chemistry, uh, you know, just went down 20% or, however, right. you know. But, I mean, uh, that's not a good sign. Right. And that was it wasn't just some random guy. Both those guys went to Alabama together. Yeah. So they were college teammates punching yep. each other. Yep. Um, so, yeah. The, and and they're basically out of the playoff race. Right. They're 6-9. and nine. Yep. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of hoping. But the spread is only three points. Um, so... Yeah, you know, is, Vegas knows something that we don't. I, I don't know why they would think they would have a fighting chance at this, but, yeah. Right, right. Um, it's three points, the over-unders. Uh, Got to think low 40s, right? Uh, 45, yeah, okay. 45. So uh, it's at uh, Washington. Um, the weather's supposed to be pretty good this weekend. It's going to be, like, 50s. Um you know, not rainy or anything like that. So, yeah, no, it should be an uh, interesting game. I mean, the Eagles should win. It's like I said last week. I mean, this is they're kind of like in this NCAA tournament mode, right? Like the Giants were terrible last week. The Washington's a little bit better uh, than, you know, the uh, Giants. The Giants are, are now 4-11. and 11, The Washington's 6-9. and nine, um, And it's just going to get progressive progressively uh, more difficult. So, you know, if yep. the Eagles lose this game, it's kind of like, you know, they're probably not going to make the playoffs. And you know what? If you can't beat a 6-9 team, you don't yep. deserve to be in the Yeah, playoffs. you don't deserve, yeah. Yep. Um, they got to so. play like they belong in the playoffs. And this is this is a game they should win handily and, not, you know, kind of, <laughs> dare we say, clean up a lot of their issues they had last week. Yes. Yes. Um, it's... Uh, but yeah, that three points that was kind of surprising. Yeah, surprising, yeah. Um, so we'll have to we'll have to see about that. Um, I mean, health wise, the Eagles are a little banged up, especially at the running back position, as they say. Um, yeah. But you know, I think with the with the offensive line mostly intact, you know, I'm not too worried about it. Right. Well, and also this this time that we're in is crazy. I mean, you know, we could find out within the next forty eight hours that you know twenty guys are on the COVID list, right? Yeah. And the game could be postponed or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, just today, uh, Washington uh, has what put one, two, three, four, five, six guys are questionable. Um, yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, and they have like twenty plus guys coming back off the uh, COVID list. Right. Right. I mean, that's it's just crazy. I mean, it's not to mention the coaches too. I mean, they had a last week. They had a whole bunch of coaches that just couldn't be there. So <laughs> yeah, they had to patchwork that. You know, kind of probably their in-game communication was just a little. I mean, I got to think that's kind of what it may have affected the horrible loss or kind of caused it. I mean. You, you lost half your coaching staff. Right. Right. Um, yeah, and also, you know, it's like that revenge factor. I think of the NFL, you know, you just lost a team two weeks ago. 
um, you know, you got them at home. Um, but yeah, there's Washington continues to hemorrhage players. Like just this week, uh, let's see, their center was put on injured reserve um, with an Achilles, uh, so he's done for the year. Um, Montez Sweat is going to be out. Uh, oh, is he out? Um, uh, he's out. I guess his his brother was just killed. So uh, oh, I think I did. Yeah. I did see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a lot of a lot of stuff uh, going on, and you know, this COVID space that we're in, you just never know. You know, yeah. uh, for the not just for the Redskins, but for uh, the Eagles also. Yeah. Yep. So um, hopefully, you know, everyone's adhering to the protocols and you know, doing all the appropriate things. So. Well, I, I was listening to another show today, and I guess once you've kind of had COVID, cleared it, you don't get tested for another chunk of time. So it's basically like you almost kind of create this weird incentive for players to like get co- get COVID and get it out of the way, so you don't have to be tested for another huge chunk of time on the back end of it. Yeah, that's a really weird thing about COVID. I said at the beginning, like, should I just get this and then? You know. Just get it over with, and then uh, you know go from there. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I thought the same thing too. It's like obviously having a, a an infant around changes things for me, but yeah, I I could definitely see like yeah, just get it done and get out of the way, sort of thing. Right, right. Derek Barnett's um, out. Uh, he's on the COVID list now, um, and. Uh, yeah, that's really, you know, it uh, says Gainwell, uh, limited participant in today's practice. Uh, Jordan Howard had a stinger. They're hoping that he'll be back. Yep. Um, so, but yeah, we got, you know, that line's intact and, uh, you know, hopefully that'll pay dividends. Yep. Yeah, I think that's, as, as long as that offensive line is there and Darius Slay is playing you know, I, I think we're, we're kind of okay. Right. Right. Um, all right. Anything else to add about uh, no. the, the team? Nope. All right. Nope. I think, uh, you know, it should be a good game. All right. So for, the, for uh, this week around the NFL, um, thought we'd have kind of a little fun just kind of going through each team saying, is their QB situation good or bad? Um, so I'll start it off. Uh, let's see. You we'll start, start off. Starting off in our division. Yeah, we'll start. That's exactly what I was going to say. We'll start off with with uh, the Cowboys. Cowboys, obviously, Dak Prescott. Their QB situation is good. Yes. Uh, uh, the Eagles. Uh, I would say that the Eagles trending in the right direction. Yeah, I, w- I would give them a good at this point if you had to tell me to pick one or the other. Uh, Washington and the Giants? Bad, bad. <laughs> Incomplete. Yep. Bad, uh, bad. Green, ba- Green Bay Packers. Uh, good. Obviously, Rodgers, uh, good for now, but they're talking yep. about him leaving. Kirk Cousins for the Vikings. Uh, I'm going bad here, actually. Oh. Yeah, I'm going bad. I, I don't think he's... He's not. I don't think he's their long-term solution. I think he's. No one's going to say it. I think you know they're going to probably get a new head coach next year, and I think they're going to look to 
I, I'm willing to bet they they're looking to find some, you know, a, you know, a fresh quarterback, some fresh meat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chicago Bears, uh, bad. Yeah, that's Although, a weird one since they just drafted, uh, you know, what's his face uh, from Ohio. Fields. Yeah, from last year. So I mean, that's one. That's one like truly is an incomplete, right? I don't think we've seen enough of him in a in fair situations to say he's. Yeah, you know, I'd hate to sentence him to bad at this point. He's he's. I think the Bears are worthy of an incomplete. Right, right. Yeah, I uh, I saw him last week, week before, and uh-huh. he looked bad. Uh, yeah. You know, the week before he threw like four or five interceptions, and then the game I was watching was the very next game, and he just hung onto the ball too long. Yep. You know, yep. got sacked a bunch of times. He got sacked like eight times. Um, Detroit, uh, but Chicago Bears do have Nick Foles. Let him do yeah, victory. Uh, I know. Let's See, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Uh, Detroit Lions. I'm going bad. Yeah, bad. Agree. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Good. Good. Atlanta Falcons. Bad. Bad. <laughs> uh, they are seven and eight, but I think Matt Ryan's time, uh, time has come. And all. Right. Yep. Agreed. Uh, he he was good first stretch. He had his. T- he had his chance, but I think, um, you know, I think they're probably looking to pair someone with that Kyle Pitts dude and, you know, turn them dynamic. Right, right. Uh, New Orleans Saints, bad. Bad. I heard they even called Drew Brees to see if he wanted to come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's rough. I watched their game, a little bit of their game against Miami. I mean, that guy Ian Book just got crap crushed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Carolina Panthers, bad. Bad. Uh, Los Angeles Rams. I would say good. Yeah, I, I'd say you know good. I'm a hesitant because you know I don't. Uh, Stafford, you know he's been around for a long time and he's never really kind of like thrown it into that fifth gear. He's always been kind of you know played reasonably well and never really kind of took off for me. Um, I mean he had he was on the Lions. For basically his whole career until this year. Uh, so. I get it. Yeah, but he had good receivers too in the past, though. Too, it's not like he was chucking the ball to no namers. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, I also throw this stat out at you: um, no head coach of the Lions has ever gone on to be a head coach someplace else. No, that's a good one. You like that one? Yeah, that's, that's uh, a, it's a good nugget. Yeah, uh, Arizona, Arizona Cardinals. Oh, good. I think Kyla yeah, Murray's. Murray's good. Yeah. Uh, 49ers. Bad. Bad. Uh, Seahawks. I'm going bad on this one. Yeah. Because I think Russ is, Russell's looking to get it. It's not a reflection of, of him as a talent. I think it's more the situation is not good. And I don't, you know, he wants out and I don't know where they're going to go. Yeah. I think he's uh, on the downside of his career. Like, it's peaked. Yeah, just uh, kind of like Matt Ryan. Uh, New England Patriots. Uh, good. I give him yeah. a good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Mac Jones is doing them well so yeah. far. Uh, Miami. You know, I kind of went back and forth on this one. Um, man, they have won seven in a row. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, I may have because of that. I have to say good. You know, I think people are turning around, and you know, they're you know, two is getting comfortable, and you know, 
They the Dolphins started off the year beating the Patriots seventeen to sixteen, and then they lost seven in a row, and now they've won seven in a row. <laughs> I, guess, I guess the name of the game is like if you want to have a good season, trade your contingent first round draft pick to the Eagles, and you'll probably finish above five hundred. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Both Miami and Indianapolis could just cut this winning stuff out. Yeah. Um. Uh, Jets. Jets. I, you know, I give them a good right now. I think Zach Wilson. I think he'll come around. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, Bills. Bills good. Yeah. Good. Bills yep. good. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals good. 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 Yep. Yep. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Good. Good. Uh, I would say question mark. Um. They, uh, you know, Jax is good, but I think he's starting to um, get exposed. Uh, get exposed, and also, you know, his running, uh, he's getting beat up. You know, he's injured right now. So. Yep. Uh, Steelers? Bad. Yeah, bad. Uh, Roethlisberger's probably, this is probably his last year. Yeah, he's done, and who knows yeah. where they're... Yeah. Uh, um, Cleveland Browns? You know, I'm going to go bad on this one. Yeah. Uh, I think too. I think uh, a lot of doubt has kind of set in with a uh, old Baker. I'm not saying it, again. It's not. I don't think it's a reflection on him. I just, you know, he may be fine going off somewhere else. You know, in a year or two. But I just, you know, I think it's kind of taking a turn for the worse for them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Tennessee Titans. I'd say good. Yeah. Good. Ten and five. Yep. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, that's kind of a loaded question for us. <laughs> I'm just going to say bad, only because, you know, it, F him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz, I mean, he, this guy is a total enigma, right? He yeah. gets traded to the Colts. Um, you know, they've got this whole thing with the Eagles that if he plays more than 75% snaps, you know, the Eagles get the first round pick. So he plays, he plays good enough so that they're not going to bench him, right? And then they're right on the cusp of making the playoffs, and then boom, he gets COVID, right? Throwing into doubt uh, whether they're going to make the playoffs. Right? So, so he still so the so with the new rule change on COVID now, based on the CDC guidelines, there's still a chance he could play this week. Correct. So, but and it is, what? It is yeah, once, once. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, but he he is the total like he's gonna play just good enough for them to keep playing him. He's gonna hit the seventy five percent of snaps, but then you know they're gonna just squeak into the playoffs, which is kind of like the you know worst scenario for um, the Colts. So yeah, yep. he continues to be you know this is a guy who has they play Tom Brady and he's got better stats than Brady, but they lose the game right yep. like. He just, it's like, it's a total enigma. Yeah. Um, I'll give the Colts five bucks next year if they draft a quarterback in the second round. See what happens. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be crushed. Once again. <laughs> that would be Mentally awesome. crushed. <laughs> um, Take that, pal. Houston Texans. Bad. Uh, dumpster fire. Uh, yeah. Jaguars. You got to give them a good. Yeah. Yeah. Still incomplete. Yep. Uh, Chiefs good. Yep. Chargers good. Yep. 
Uh, Raiders. Uh, I'm going bad. Yeah, yeah I'm, bad. I'm going bad. Uh, Denver Broncos. I'm going bad. Yeah. I, I don't think they. Yeah. I don't think. Are you there, John? Uh, do you hear me now? I hear you now. Yes. John, Sorry, I'm I just ended up bumbling to it. Yeah, that's fine. You're having a conversation with yourself. I'm sure it's interesting. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to uh, invite one of our uh, listeners on to uh, talk. Uh, which listener would that be? That would be the guy whose picture, who has a pink shirt in his uh, picture. <laughs> oh, boy. Woo! Uh, but how, All right, go for it. Can, how do I do can you? I don't know. Yeah, maybe only I can do it. Uh, yeah, maybe. Here, I'll do it. Yeah. All right, so I invited him to speak, so we'll see. Uh... All right. Yeah, I don't see it on my end. Yeah, he's he's been invited. I I know he can hear us. Yeah, he's got to take the next step. Well, yeah, we'll, well, we'll yeah. keep on talking, see if he yeah. picks it up. Um... All right, well, that's it. That's it for around the NFL. Around uh, the NFL. Around the NFL. Uh, unrelated okay. topic of the week. Okay, unrelated topic of the week. So I, I got it this week. Um, so my unrelated topic of the week is, um, I, along with uh, the rest of the our family, uh, is currently on our eighth cross country trek since 2017. <laughs> yes, you heard me right. This is our eighth cross-country trek journey, driving, not flying, since John, 2017. John, you do realize that they've invented the plane, and you can fly back and forth. Yeah, right. yeah, we heard, yeah, heard about that. <laughs> we like challenges uh, in our in our right. family. Right, you like those flyover states. That's yeah. understandable. Yeah. So, here a couple of things for you. So, here's the configuration it's been so far. So... Uh, we've had two humans, two dogs, two humans, two, two uh, you're humans, three dogs. You're breaking up. You're breaking and up. Can you hear me now? One, one two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, so the configurations, I'll start again, of who, who was in attendance for these each of these eight tracks. So one configuration was two humans, two dogs. Another one was two humans, one dog. Another one was two humans, three dogs. And the last in current is three humans, three dogs. Jeez, I think you guys should stop doing cross-country treks because you guys just multiply every time I, you I do. know, yeah. Yeah, it's just gotten bigger and bigger. <laughs> um, you know, next time you drive across country, it's gonna, you're going to need to get a bus. Uh, well, we are in an RV right now. I know, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so we, we basically have a bus. Um, no, I would say it. You know, I think we gen- generally enjoyed it, though. It's it's a lot of fun. It's it's a test. Definitely puts a you know, marriage to the test. That's for sure. When you first did your very first cross country trip, what kind of vehicle did you drive? The first one was. Uh, I think it was a oh it was a rental I think I think it was like a Mazda six rental because 
it was an unscheduled cross-country drive, so we had to, we were driving from Philadelphia back to the Bay Area. Right. So I think right. it was like a, like a Mazda SUV rental that we Right, yeah, I remember that, I remember that. So you, you've gone from a Mazda SUV to an RV. Yeah, so the other ones in between would have been the uh, Mazda SUV. Uh, the other one would have been the other vehicle was a Ford Expedition, just unto itself. Then a Ford Expedition with a camper attached to it. And now we're uh, now we're just a straight up RV, self-contained RV. Yeah, I, I see that progression there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My- but yeah, no, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, it's, I, you know, it, I think it is like, you hear a lot of talk these days about, especially when in terms of like politics and, you know, essentially what, you know, like you said, flyover states and, um, you know, you look at like the, uh, the political uh, leaning, you know, the, the political party affiliation maps, it's a lot of red in the center and blues on the edges. Um, it is... It is interesting to see kind of the, the the variety of you know people, terrain, um, you know ethnicities. Just to see it, you know, for reals, yeah, I'll say, um, and just how different across the board America is from region to region, state to state. Right. I mean, that's right. a very kind of like verbose way of just saying America is such a tapestry. I think it's. It really should almost be like require, required reading for people to drive across country a few times throughout their lives and get a sense of what America America really is about. Right, right. No, I, I think that's, uh, I like that. I like that. I think the one thing that's kind of interesting too is I think there's also this idea out there that, you know, uh, you only get, you know, kind of a multiracial makeup uh, on you know major cities or you know coastal cities, that I find like actually fairly untrue. I mean, you walk into any convenience store, any restaurant, um, it's a wide range of you know uh, ethnicities and, and and ages, and it's it's pretty variant, right? You know, there's a lot of you know variety. I'll say in, in yeah. types. I mean, it's you see it in food too. You see Mexican restaurants all over the place, Chinese restaurants. I mean. It's, you know, it's not just uh, TGI Fridays and Dairy Queen, although I'm, I have nothing against Dairy Queen. I love Dairy Queen. Um, the Mexican restaurants in, let's say, Missouri, are they food different than Mexican restaurants in California? Uh, I, we haven't had any Mexican in, in Missouri, but I would say the, the restaurant's visual presentation is not too different. Not including Taco Bell, right, 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 right. Yeah, the, the yeah. I was talking more like the local uh, restaurants as opposed uh, to it's, Taco it's, Bell's yeah. basically going to be the same. Right? Yeah. Um, other things I thought about: Nebraska is a deceivingly long, wide, and boring state to drive through. So, if you have to drive and take the uh, the northern route, uh, keep that in mind. Sure. Santa Fe. I was going to ask you, what? Um, tell me your thoughts on Eastern New Mexico. Uh, I don't mind Eastern New Mexico, honestly. <laughs> um, actually, you know, one of the things we we kind of drove through the uh, the Indian reservations on one of our uh, treks um, 
And that is actually uh, eye-opening. If you really want to see kind of like an unfortunate situation, I, 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 we, we can delve in. You know, this is probably not the right podcast or time, place sort of thing. But that is, uh, that I think is like a, a legitimate American emergency, yeah. uh, the state of those, of the uh, reservations out there. But right. Well, we could talk that on a serious podcast because yeah. we just like to have fun here. Yeah. Um, my uh, unrelated topic of the week is um, our bowl games. Like, I think bowl games are done, right? Um, uh, you know. define, define done. <laughs> I think uh, the big bowl games that determine the national championship, I think they'll stick around. But, like, you know, the Geico Liberty Bowl yes. or, yep. you know, those type of bowls. I mean, the bowls this year are just getting canceled uh, left and right. Now, that's due to COVID, um, but a lot of, you know, these, uh, you know, not the where they're playing for the national championship, but these other bowls, um, the, you know, the lesser bowls, guys that are thinking about going in the draft are just opting out. Skipping, yeah. Or, or, or guys that are going to transfer, you know, they want to get a jump on everything, and so they go into the transfer portal and, you know, um, they're gone. Yeah, they're not playing. They're not playing. And yep. um, so, you know, I think, some, you know, a lot of these, there's a number of bowls this year that are just not going to be played. Um, you know, there's bowl here in D.C. that's not being played. There's one in Tucson that's not being played. Um, you know, there's, uh, yeah, it's just, kind of, it's just kind of a mess. And I don't think, you know, uh, along with COVID, you know, from last year, these bowls, I just don't think are going to, you know, be able to sustain themselves. So. And I think, unlike you know, NFL or NBA, I don't think anyone's going to miss them if they if they if these chunk of bowls were to go away. I don't, you know, right. I don't think there are a lot of people who'd be like, oh darn. Yeah, I mean, and it is it has kind of gotten ridiculous. Like right now, uh, there's. Um, you know, there's like the Cheese It Bowl is going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Cheese It Bowl just finished. That was Clemson and Iowa State, right? Yeah. Um, you know, there's some really crappy bowls out there. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, so I'm right there with you. I, I've never gotten into, aside from like the playoff bowls and the championship bowls, I just have never really watched those bowls and held them in much regard. Yeah, we got the Valero Alamo Bowl, the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. Um, you know, just some wacky, uh, wacky, wacky bowls. Um, but it always cracks me up some of the names of the bowls. But, yeah. Um, so that's what I got from here, John. All right, excellent. Uh, just a reminder for everyone: we're on every Wednesday, five thirty Pacific, eight thirty Eastern. That is. 7.30 in Missouri and the state of Illinois. Um, you can catch our uh, game day elite uh, extreme uh, podcast fastest 10 minutes in, uh, in call-in uh, 30 minutes before Eagles kickoff. So look up uh, what time the Eagles kickoff. Subtract 30 minutes, log on to call-in and we'll do a quick 10-minute quick hitter uh, on the upcoming game. Rick, any uh, final thoughts? Uh, fly, Eagles, fly, and we'll talk to you on Sunday. Yeah, fly, Eagles, fly. Evan, hopefully your internet comes back on in the next uh, day or so, and you survive the great snowstorm, the great whiteout, 
uh, in Utah, and we see you on another show. All right. Well, we will, uh, Rick, we will talk to you. Well, I'll talk to you on Sunday. Safe travels, John. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.